Name one thing the Republican Party has done for black people. One! Well, they were the party of Lincoln. They stood against the tyranny of oppression by leading the call for the Civil War and forced passage of the Emancipation Proclamation, which freed the slaves. I named two things lately. Lately! Little history uh, by Dave Chappelle. And who better? Honestly, at this point, we've got a college professor that can be helped out by Dave Chappelle. She's coming right up. Crazy Democrats on college campuses, they don't believe in free speech. They love the organ harvest, though, don't they? The organ harvest is very important. Yes, sir. More news today. I don't know if we're going to get to it or not about the uh, Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. Swimsuit issue. Washington Times has a good story on uh, on that today. Oh, also, uh, uh, San Francisco. San Francisco, known for, uh, you know, the streets of San Francisco, highly infectious uh, environment with uh, human feces and the syringes and the uh, drug addicts and the homeless people. And it's completely insane. You could be minding your own business in your multi-million dollar mansion and some San Franciscan might come in and bash you in the head with a hammer just uh, to say hello. How do you do? Uh, Crazy. The 2026 Super Bowl has been awarded to San Francisco because, you know, what are the homicides are up 25% and it's probably time to, to bring San Francisco back from the brink. The uh, Super Bowl is headed back to the Bay Area during the league's annual spring meeting. NFL owners, owners approved a uh, proposal. I was thinking of San Francisco again and the word odors came to mind for some reason. The NFL owners approved, uh, what it was, Dan Snyder there, uh, approved uh, the proposal for Levi Stadium. Levi Stadium to host the 60th edition of the big game that will be played in January 2026. Located in Santa Clara, California, not in San Francisco uh, proper, Levi Stadium is home to the San Francisco 49ers. I'm a minor 49er. Uh, and it opened in uh, 2014. So, San Francisco. Now, book your hotel rooms now outside of the city because, honestly, nobody wants to stay there anymore. Um, all right, let's get to uh, let's get to this college professor because she's one of my favorite college professors. Oh, we got more on uh, at more stadiums. Actually, before I before I get to that, I should get to this because we talked about it um, when it happened. The uh, the Dodgers, the you know their uh, uh, baseball club and all that. They uh, they invited these. They're having Pride Month and Pride Night because Pride only means gay. It doesn't mean proud of your country or the Marine Corps or uh, anything like that. Uh, the flag, none of that. It's just, it just means, um, you know, gay. That's what it means. So the, uh, the Dodgers, they're having their pride night, and they invited a gang of um, offensive, radical, extremist lefties, the, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, and they're transgender men that dress as nuns, and um, they attach uh, offensive things to their personages and 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 stuff. And the uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers they invited the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence uh, uh, men dressed up as nuns, uh, deliberately designed to offend. Now, I mean, I think there are a couple of Catholics in Southern California 
uh, with all of the uh, Latin American people, Hispanics, uh, Mexican-Americans, and so on. Uh, but they said, oh, no, we're having the, uh, the offensive sisters of perpetual indulgence, see, because they're, they're indulgent and uh, decadent. See, that's the whole idea. That's the purpose of the thing. And then there was a bit of an uproar, and the Dodgers said, okay, okay, we hear you. We're not going to have the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence at our Pride Night at the Los Angeles Dodgers game anymore. We heard you. Well, yesterday they changed their mind again. Dodgers' walk-back decision to uninvite queer and trans nuns from Pride Night. Of course, they're not really queer nuns, and they're not really trans nuns. They are men who are intending to be offensive to Catholics and Christians everywhere, and uh, that's okay. So the team announced the move on Monday, saying the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence had agreed to appear at the event June 16th at Dodger Stadium during a game against San Francisco. Something appropriate about that, I guess. And uh, so they, they, then they apologized profusely because first they invited them, then they uninvited them, now they've re-invited them, and they said the Los Angeles Dodgers would like to offer our sincerest apologies to the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, but not the Catholic Church. Members of the LGBTQ plus community, is that a gated community? And their friends and families, and their friends and families. Because, you know, and then they said, and the Catholic Church, well, you can shove it. I just added the last part. They didn't have that in their statement, but it's there. It's there. It's in the subtext. Pretty amazing. So they... They did that. Also, the uh, the store Target, it's a big box store. They have a big Target on the roof if you fly over the, the Target stores. Target partners with Satanist, uh, excuse me, Satanist brand to create uh, items for Pride Collection. They've got their Pride. This is the National Review that has this story. And Abigail Anthony, Target, the big store, has contracted with uh, Abpralin, Abpralin a clothing brand that sells Satanist merchandise, some of which glorifies violence, to create products for its pride collection. Everybody's got to have a pride collection. And if you got to... You think this is affiliated with the after-school Satan clubs because you know how they love the after-school Satan clubs? Well, Target does not sell Abpralin Satanist-inspired products. The retail giant approached Abpralin less than a year ago to design pride-related merchandise, according to the brand's social media post. At one point, Target, as they're often known, uh, sold three Abpralin items, a messenger bag saying, we belong everywhere, we belong everywhere, across trans flag colors and planets, or trans planets, a uh, tote bag with the message, too queer for here, beneath a UFO, see there's UFO, and cute transphobia, not, excuse me, cure transphobia, not trans people. Um, and uh, But they got a picture of a cute uh, thing, the uh, a sweatshirt. So they got that, and now uh, Target has been sucked into it. You know, you got uh, Bud Light and uh, Target and so many of them, and, uh, you know, uh, Major League Baseball and the Dodgers and the... They, uh, it's a toxic time we're living in, isn't it? Yes, it is. Uh, let's go to the professor because I love the professor and uh, more than she loves me. The, um, the headline here, Professor hurls students pro-life display 
after profanity-laced tirade, quote, triggering my students, end quote. Her students are being triggered because there are pro-life people on campus and you can't allow that. Hunter College is the name of the place. They should have the word college stripped away. It should just be called Hunter. Hunter College art professor Shalene Rodriguez called the pro-life display violence. She said, now there are a couple of peaceful kids uh, sitting there smiling, looking pleasant. They're at a banquet table and they have uh, at their uh, table a number of pamphlets and things that they're willing to share with you and talk to you about being pro-life. Uh, and uh, that's violence because silence is violence. And, and violence is not violence. Violence is what the left is entitled to. But if you're sitting there peacefully, then you're violent, right? And if you're aborting 56 million uh, helpless, tiny little children going like this, ah, ah, save me, and uh, then, then uh, that's not violence. But sitting there peacefully at a table, that's violence. And she's a college professor shaping the minds and the worldviews of the next generation. A professor at uh, New York Public College appeared, I would say uh, the video demonstrates that she did, appeared to uh, shout down pro-life students before snagging and throwing items in their display, accusing the students of spreading propaganda and triggering other students. Hunter College students were, were manning a table displaying pro-life literature earlier this month when they were confronted by an angry professor who shouted profanities at the students before tossing materials off the table. Video of the incident uh, shows. Um, and, well, we have the, uh, we have the, I'm going to play the video, but we're on radio, so you only get the audio portion of it. Um, it's kind of fun with the video portion, too. But here is the, uh, here's the audio. She's a professor, an art professor, no kidding. Uh, Shalene Rodriguez at Hunter College in New York. And again, two, uh, I think just two kids in the video sitting there, uh, minding their own business, uh, very peacefully, banquet table, have some literature on there. And then this woman who looks like a radical, you know, from her driver's license photo, you'd say radical. And, um, and she's uh, a person of color, a POC, a woman of color, a WOC. And, uh, and she's uh, um, an angry OC. She, uh, she's a crazy person. And therefore, she's a college professor and has paid lots of money to you know, help mold the next generation of Americans. You're not educating shit. This is propaganda. What are you going to do, like anti-trans next? Is what? What going to do next? I mean, what? No, we're, we're talking about abortion. This is bull. Yep. This is violent. You're triggering my students. Oh, I'm sorry about that. You're, no, you're not. Because you I'm can't sorry. even have a baby. You can't have so a baby. You don't even know what that is. You don't even know what this is. Get this out of here, bro. And she's flipping stuff over and throwing stuff in their faces, and uh, um, and that's being, and that's uh, cursing uh, words that I can't use here, but you know what they are. Uh, one begins with S, one begins with F. She used them repeatedly. She's not very imaginative, apparently not very intelligent. She's violent and apparently criminally insane, mentally unstable, uh, and a college professor. And that's uh, fine at Hunter College. Send your kids to Hunter College because she's a professor there. And you don't even know, beep, 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 because you can't even have a baby. Well, just because they're men, they can't have, of course they can have babies. I saw, I've got a pregnant man emoji in my iPhone. I've got, of course men can have babies. This is the new regime. What kind of a, what kind of a Luddite is she suggesting that they can't have babies because they're male? That's one of the most outrageous things she said. Get the... Get this beep out of here. Get the heck out of here. I, um, and this is all fine, of course, because she's, 
she's a lefty, and that's what lefties do. And the college is now taking a look at it, and I can assure you there will be a long and laborious examination of the situation, and then nothing will happen to her. But the students will probably be told that they shouldn't provoke mentally ill people because that's what generally happens. It isn't clear if there was any interaction before the start of the video exactly what the literature at the table was. It really doesn't matter. Well, the incident went viral on social media and was reported by The College Fix, a great website. The professor's actions were defended uh, by the PSC Graduate Center, a labor organization of graduate and professional schools at uh, the City University of New York. They, uh, they of course, attacked the uh, students. They, they said the Students for Life set up a table and uh, prominent banners to propagate dangerously false propaganda. Deutschland, Deutschland, Uber alles. Were they, maybe they were listening to Gurgle. You think they were listening to Gurgle? It's possible they were listening to Gurgle. Claiming such uh, materials were disinformation and, quote, should never be allowed to take root at our college. Pro-life should never be. Uh, you got to, you know, get the children, get the children, harvest their organs because that's it. And, and that's what they said. They don't believe in free speech. They're, they're not liberals. They're the left. It's a completely different thing. Yeah, and they, uh, they claim uh, falsely in this uh, statement, Hunter College adjunct educator, she's an educator, uh, Shalene Rodriguez, approached the display, constructively critiqued the group members. This is delusional. This is, honestly, everyone here should go to a Putin prison for 10 months, I think, and maybe come home patriotic. It's possible. Could happen. I'm not sure, though. Hey, it's official. Reports say the banking collapse of 2023 is more devastating than the banking collapse of 2008. And right now, a series of global financial dominoes are falling around us. It may not be over yet. So don't wait for the email showing up in your file saying, sorry, your account has been frozen. We've got to take action now to protect what we've worked so hard to build. Time to call my friends at American Alternative Assets and request your free wealth protection guide. Give them a call at 888, the number 4-GOLD-20. Call them right now, 888-446-5360. This invaluable guide will outline the precise steps that you need to take immediately to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequence. Call American Alternative Assets at 888, the number 4-GOLD-20 to get your free gold and silver guide today. Once again, 888-446-5360. Individual results may vary. There's no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results. Seek your own legal, tax, investment, and financial advice before opening an account. Yeah, this is uh, pretty standard uh, college stuff. And and uh, the college said, Hunter College prides itself. Is that a code word? on maintaining decorum and respect for all while encouraging the free expression of ideas. Sure they do, uh, just that their professors don't. Students can display one side of a political issue or more than one side. We consider our campus to be a vibrant marketplace of ideas. Did I hear you correctly say that perhaps he was influenced by Gurgle? Hey, Chris here with some exciting news. Now you can listen to me live on the WMAL app. 
Doesn't matter if you're in your car, in the office, on the go. The WMAL app delivers crystal clear around-the-clock news coverage anywhere with cell service or Wi-Fi. So don't miss a second of your favorite shows. Download the WMAL app today on the Apple App Store or at Google Play Store. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Well, the, uh, the Roman Catholic Diocese of Orange, California, has put out a statement about the Los Angeles Do- uh, Dodgers having their uh, cross-dressing transgender um, fake nuns and said the decision to openly a- embrace a group whose demeaning behavior is anti-Catholic and anti-Christian is misguided and disrespectful to the sisters of the Catholic Church who minister in Orange County and selflessly dedicate their lives to God's underserved people. We cannot condone any actions that have historically shown such high levels of disregard for the sincerity, the sincerely held beliefs of the faithful. Now, that is, uh, that's the church. They're nice and they're polite and um, they're not being nasty like that professor at Hunter College and, and uh, you know, man, oh, man. So that's the, the Catholic Church has responded, uh, as you would expect, very politely, as adults respond. Remember Western civilization? I miss Western civilization. It was much better when Western civilization was intact and uh, common courtesy was common. Common decency was common. Now, of course, as we know, just as friendly fire isn't, common courtesy isn't, common decency isn't, and the Democratic Party isn't. Uh, let's go to the uh, telephones, Michael. Let's go to let's go to Keith calling from Vienna, Virginia. Keith, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hey, how you doing, Chris? I'm good, Keith. What do you say? Hey, hey before I get to my point, there is something uh, that you, somebody you remind me of, and it's been that way for years that you look like, um, especially when you were younger. Uh, Chris Isaac. Chris Isaac. I went and saw Chris Isaac play at the Birchmere one time. He was funny. Oh, he's great. He's great. But the, the, the resemblance is uh, it's remarkable. You guys really do look alike. You may not think so, but that's my thing. Could be an illegitimate uh, situation there. Now, I've just run out the clock yeah, on you, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask you to hang on for a minute because I know you have another point to make, okay? Have any more U-Haul trucks at the White House or anything? That- Okay. We have our ear to the ground on that, do we? We do, ear to the ground. Excellent. Okay. Well, I think Keith uh, hung in there. I, uh, I apologize, Keith. I, I went to you, and I should have been uh, shepherding the clock more uh, carefully. Um, but first, uh, you said that I, I looked like, um, you know, uh, that, uh, you know, what's Chris his name? Isaac. Yeah, Chris Isaac, and, uh, who's a funny guy and uh, perfectly nice. He had a TV show for a while that was fun, too, didn't he, Keith? But you called in about yeah. something else altogether. Yeah, I was just thinking, you know, now with all this uh, uh, trans uh, 
women who are actually in, in this big push for uh, your pro-choice and everything, and these radicals going crazy like that professor. Uh, I don't think it's too much of a stretch to say the next thing they're going to demand is that uh, trans women, i.e. men, uh, have abortions, and I'd like to see that in a medical journal. Uh, you know, that's already been in the news. In fact, I think we've talked about that, that there have been lefties have said now that men can get pregnant. And, and here's the thing. It's all you have to do is say, I'm a man. You can be a woman, have a womb, have ovaries. You can give birth. You can be impregnated. Uh, but if you say you're a man, then the Democrats say, oh, you're a man. All right. So now they, they, they explain that now men can get pregnant. Because women say they're men, and that makes them men because that's the only requirement. And uh, so men are pregnant. Now men need to get abortions. This is this has actually seriously come up, and they're not kidding. Well, I was thinking that uh, uh, women who claim to be trans men, maybe they cannot get vasectomies. Well, uh, you know, once they have, uh, you know, the old, uh, the, you know, the surgery, the adedictomy. So you get you get that, and now you're gonna need, uh, now you're gonna need an, a, a, a thing. Yeah, it's. Uh, but the, but they have done this, and and you do have. Uh, I, I haven't. I don't use uh, emojis, but I'm pretty sure I've got a pregnant man emoji in my phone. I think they added it a while back, right? It's one of these iPhones. It's by uh, by Apple and Mac, and I think that. Uh, I know that they added the pregnant man emoji, but since I don't really use them, I didn't go looking for it. I guess it could be a funny thing to use. But, uh, Keith, it all makes perfect sense to the Democrat Party. And if yeah, you say this yeah, doesn't... Thanks a lot. I really like your show. All right. Thanks, Keith. Yeah. And if you say it doesn't make sense, then uh, you're the bad guy. You're the villain of the story, right? That's the, uh, that's the thing about that. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. They do say, uh, see, here you go. Trans men talk about why they got abortions. There it is. Because they're women who say they're men. And this is uh, BuzzFeed News. And they've got, they see a trans man is a biological woman. Therefore, they say you're a man, but you're a biological woman. So you can get pregnant. So you get an abortion. So trans men talk about why they get abortions. Plural. That's good stuff. August 15th of 2022 from BuzzFeed. I got pregnant. I would not live through that experience. See, there, there you go. So you get, because uh, now I'm a man and I got pregnant. And so I had to get an abortion. As long as you harvest the organs, I think that's key. That's key to the whole thing. Okay. And it's all okay. It's all right. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Okay, let's get uh, let's get back to some of the crazy news because because they give us too much. Oh, let's go to we haven't gone to Kevin McCarthy yet. Kevin McCarthy is the speaker of the entire House of Representatives, and uh, he's been talking to Joe Biden, lunch bucket Joe. Oh, lunch bucket Joe from the from the mines of Scranton. He's just a regular guy. Where's Corn Pop? I want to. I still want to meet Corn Pop. We got to invite invite Corn Pop. We should have an open invitation to Corn Pop anytime. Anytime he wants to show up. There were media people that went fact-check, weren't they? And they said that Corn Pop was a real person. Didn't they say that? I think that's true. It's good to be a Democrat. Kevin McCarthy met in the Oval Office yesterday with uh, Lunch Bucket Joe. And Lunch Bucket Joe said that, said that he cut $1.7 trillion from the national debt. And Kevin McCarthy sat there smiling and he didn't say anything. Uh, what Lunch Bucket Joe was talking about is the last year of the Trump presidency. We had all this incredible spending excess spending because of the Wuhan Red Death. 
out of Wuhan, China, which is communist. And uh, they have the Wuhan Institute of Virology there. And so we had all this, uh, this incredible new spending the last year. And then Biden came in, and all that spending was done. And he said, see, I cut uh, spending, and therefore I cut the debt by $1.7 trillion. And that's a complete fiction, of course. But Kevin McCarthy did not correct him. I, would have, I was watching it with my best girl yesterday, and I said, you know, I think if I had been speaker, I would have not let him get away with that. I would have on camera in the Oval Office brushed him back, perhaps politely, but I would have brushed him back and then said, you know, at least called it disingenuous, and I would have, I would have pushed back. Um, so, now, Kevin McCarthy was yesterday on Capitol Hill bragging to the news media about the many things, going to number five, right, and uh, bragging about the many things that, uh, that he's accomplished as Speaker and the Republicans and control the House of Representatives. And uh, one of them made me laugh because the, the uh, Washington, D.C., uh, really ought to be absorbed by the federal government. It couldn't get any worse than it is now. I say this as a longtime resident of Washington, D.C. Um, the Congress, the federal government, has a certain amount of power over the federal district, right, the District of Columbia, and with good reason. Right now it's run by lunatics. And our, you know, we got uh, 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 Trayon White is my favorite member of the city council who thinks that the Jews control the weather and the Rothschilds make it snow. And, um, and that's fine, you know, because he's a Democrat. How dare you be critical of him? But they, uh, the D.C. city government just passed a law making it legal to commit crimes. It's basically, that's the thumbnail of what it is. Lots and lots of crimes were, um, you know, uh, made okay. And there was very uh, minimal, lenient um, uh, approach to crimes in Washington, D.C., which is not real good, I think. But, um, but they did. And Kevin McCarthy bragged that they, they stopped the District of Columbia Democrats from making crime legal. He didn't say it very well, though. We dealt with the border. We got parents' bill of rights. We stopped Washington, D.C. from decriminalizing all the way down to crime. From decriminalize all the way down to crime. Exactly. Speaker. His title is Speaker. That's his job. It says on his business card right there. Speaker. Speaker of the House. I said before he became Speaker, I said, I'd really rather see a Speaker that can speak, I think. If it were called Singer of the House, I'd want somebody that could sing. But that's me. And then uh, he talked about his meeting with Joe Biden in the Oval Office. Um, and uh, and <laughs> I was noticing it's, uh, it's crazy. Joe Biden sits in the Oval Office, and you look at the photo op, and he has two bronze busts behind him and, uh, and a number of portraits behind him. But from most angles, what you see behind him is a bust of Robert F. Kennedy, not junior, but senior, who was shot in the head and killed by Sirhan Sirhan. Uh, the Democrats paroled him recently, but the governor hasn't let him go yet. Uh, and Martin Luther King, who was shot and killed by a Democrat Party presidential campaign volunteer, uh, James Earl Ray. Right. So he has these two busts of uh, people that were assassinated. They were both assassinated people, these busts he has behind him. They were both shot in the head and killed. And then the portrait over him is Abraham Lincoln, who was shot in the head and killed by a Democrat. And, and I'm looking at this and, and thinking, uh, James Earl Ray, uh, Democrat, killed Martin Luther King. And uh, Bobby Kennedy, Sirhan, Sirhan, he was angry about uh, Israel and American policy. But, uh, but moving along. Kevin McCarthy last night talking about the great meeting he had with Lunch Bucket Joe. So we just came back from the White House. I thought the meeting was productive. Um, I thought it was more productive than the other meetings we had, but we still have differences. Uh, we left the meeting with um, <coughs> directing 
the members and the staff to get back together, work through the night, knowing where some of our differences lie, see if there's other ideas of where we can work through. Uh, staffers are going to work through the night. I'm going to go get some uh, shut-eye, uh, maybe get some chow, go over to a steakhouse uh, with some lobbyists or something, and then uh, we'll have a nice uh, steak dinner. And the staffers will work through the night. And it was more productive than the last thing, but uh, still nothing got done. So uh, check that box and move on. Now, keep in mind that Kevin McCarthy agreed more than a month ago to increase the national debt limit by $1.5 trillion. $1.5 trillion. And that's not enough for the Democrats. They're like, oh, no, 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 that's not good enough. We're going to need, need a lot more than that because we're bankrupting this place. We're going we're gonna to break the bank. Um, and then Kevin McCarthy, the circle continues to get uh, small. It's like a spirograph. Look, the one thing I found about government is they only worked it up. We didn't want to be here, as I said before. And you say circling, we made the circle smaller, smaller, what? smaller. So we're getting closer. Don't give up on us. I don't give up on you. So, all right. Thank you all very much. Have a good night. I don't give up on you. He tells the press, I don't, I don't give up on you. That's the, that's the thing. That's pretty crazy. Pretty crazy stuff. I, um, and what is it? It's the, you got to grow the debt. That's what this fight is about, about expanding the debt. The debt is, what, about $32 trillion? I think it's $31.7 trillion. And he said, well, we'll add $1.5 trillion more to the debt. And the Democrats have said, no, that's not enough. And you're Joe Biden. He said he's not negotiating. Remember that? He's not negotiating. And uh, cringe. Cringe also said that. Cringe Jean-Pierre said uh, they're not negotiating. They're not going to negotiate. They're just, that's it. They're putting their foot down. That's what you can do when you know that the media is in the tank for you and that all the headlines are going to be, you are good and they are bad. It's, uh, it's pretty amazing stuff. And uh, $1.5 trillion is not nearly enough for the Democrats this time around. Um, now, I like to make this uh, comparison because it's fun. If, um, if we were to start paying off our national debt at $1 a second, say you got a stack of $1 bills, you're like Tony Montana over here, you're peeling off a dollar at a time, $1, $1 per second, one, two, three, and we started paying down our national debt, it would take uh, more than 900,000 years to pay off the national debt at that rate of speed. More than 900,000 years to pay off the $32 trillion national debt. And they want to add another $1.5 trillion to it. And, and it's great because they have, um, you know, college students cheering on more debt. Joe Biden will be long gone. All of us will be long gone. And uh, we're going to leave you with the bill. You know, it's like everybody going to the French laundry and uh, eating and drinking wine all night and then uh, walking out and leaving you with the bill. Actually, it make that look uh, generous. Just, uh, just, uh, just amazing. Okay, so let's take uh, let's take another phone call. What do you say? Let's um, boop boop boop. Let's go to Michael calling from Springfield, Virginia. Michael, you're on the Chris Plant show. Michael, Michael. Hi, Chris. Hey, Michael. You there? Come on and join us. You called into a radio show. Talk it up. But up, uh, all right. We're gonna have to uh, let you go, Michael. Thank you for the uh, the effort, though. Um, didn't quite get there. Didn't quite get there, did he? 
Let's go to uh, Tom calling from the greater Chicagoland area, probably listening on uh, the great WLS. Tom, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Thanks for taking the call. So you're talking about um, the Democrats taking umbrage with uh, black conservatives, and you're trying to explain why that's rational. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to the Obama administration. I don't know if you remember during his midterm, he had dismal results. Um, the Republicans won everything. And the Democrats were in a tizzy. What went wrong? So they started doing all this polling. And they reported on PBS or Tom Hartman. I can't remember where I heard it. Mm-hmm. And what they found was that uh, the black population didn't believe racism was really an issue anymore. And so the left said, oh, boy, we need a new Salma, Salma, Georgia, rallying point of the civil um, um, civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. And right that Ferguson, Missouri happened, and they said that was a new Salma. And then all this stuff about the police killing blacks, and it generated all this new angst about whites against blacks. And so having black people talk about conservative values is interfering with this agenda for them ginning up more racism. Uh, you're on to them. I've got to say that's uh, that's exactly right. You know, Barack Obama came along, and everybody liked Barack Obama. I mean, you're not going to vote for Barack Obama. Still, he was appealing enough and, and nice enough and, and uh, so on. But uh, they decided that any disagreement with Barack Obama, whether it be on uh, the economy or schools or whatever it is, uh, would have to be labeled racist. So anybody that disagreed with Barack Obama and anything was racist. And, uh, and you're absolutely right, because uh, the, the country, in terms of race, was much more harmonious uh, the day before we all met Barack Obama. Barack Obama is not a liberal. He's a leftist. And that makes all the difference in the world. And the left uses all over the world, and they have for a century, race to divide and conquer. And they uh, certainly are doing that here now in the United States of America, and very effectively I might add, given their information dominance and their dominance of academia and, and the news media and entertainment media as well. Um, but they've deliberately used race to cleave the country because, and they've said it out loud on occasion, we've played the audio here, that uh, they need uh, practically 100% of the African-American vote in the United States to win national elections. And so you're right, they used Ferguson, Missouri, and hands up, don't shoot, which never happened. Hands up, don't shoot, never happened. Although I have the T-shirt. I do have the hands up, don't shoot T-shirt. Uh, never happened, but they don't care that it never happened. Um, they use it anyway. There needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there's unrest in our lives. And unfortunately, there's plenty to go around. So just uh, to do the math again, uh, the... Kevin McCarthy has agreed to add $1.5 trillion to the national debt. If we were to start paying that off at a dollar a second, we could pay back that $1.5 trillion in about 45,000 years at a dollar a second. Seems reasonable enough to me. Pramila Jayapal is, a, um, is a, a nutcase. She's a radical lefty herself. She's a member of the House of Representatives. She was on CNN this morning with uh, Manu Raju. And they were talking about, well, Joe Biden better not cut a deal with the Republicans because we need more spending and more debt. $1.5 trillion is not enough. And if he doesn't get more, uh, there will be, we're going to take to the streets. And you know what that means, you know, looting, burning police cars, the, the usual stuff. We've seen that movie. 
I think there would be a huge backlash from our entire uh, House Democratic, you know, caucus, certainly the progressives, but also in the streets. You know, I mean, I think that this is, it's important that we don't take steps back from the very strong agenda that the president himself shepherded and led over the last two years. Yeah, if you don't, uh, to steps back, $1.5 trillion added to the debt is steps back. And uh, sure. All right, let's go to uh, Blood in the Streets. It's up to my ankles. Blood in the streets, it's up to my knees. Let's go to Tony calling from Manassas, Virginia. Anthony, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Yeah, hey, Chris. Um, you know, just as a, uh American who happens to be black, I got to say I have no fear of white supremacy. I mean, I, I, it's more concerning for me to go into uh, Baltimore and Wilmington. You know, that's more of a threat to my life, you know, from someone that, looks like me or, you know, if I had a son, you know, you know, could be my son, you know, as Obama, you know, you know, would say. So, I mean, I know I know the Democrats, they have the uh, the Hollywood machine to make up stories. You know, they do it, you know, like with the Smollett. So, you know, you, you just got to watch out for these uh, these uh, little uh, tricksters that they will, uh, you know, like um, like you said, they laid out this Nazi flag, you know, earlier. They, they try to create these narratives and these stories for for uh, America's america to uh consume and and they try to enable people or make people uh you know less critical thinkers and more emotional thinkers and that's what uh, you know kind of aristotle wrote about it what a couple thousand years ago mm-hmm. just make as many groups as possible and then try to you know whatever you can do to emotionally attack them or uh get their attention you know without them using their brains it'll be easier to control them so that's all that's all these uh lunatics are doing and it's just sad that uh, we don't have a you know more of a outlet to you know combat their their lies yeah well you can call into my show anytime and tell the truth because uh, that's what we try to do here every day for three hours um and it sounds like you've got too much common sense for the democrat party and that's a real threat to them you know what i mean like tim scott well, I'm and, independent yeah but uh I don't really side with, well, I definitely side more with the Republican Party because I think they're, you know, more for America. But, uh, you know, I'm independent, and there's some clowns in, on the uh, Republican side, too. You know, you got that Santos guy, but I think the yeah. Democrats have the market corner on uh, clown, you know. Yeah. Thanks, Tony. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? (laughs) You pay me more. Jeff Smith teaches on the sliding scale. (laughs) Those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.